You need both. We need intellect and we need embodied experiential living and the teaching and the memory and the wisdom that comes through the body. We're waking that up. We're activating that. Hey friends, welcome to the Medicine Stories podcast, where we're remembering what it is to be human upon the earth. This is episode 68, and I'm your host, Amber Magnolia Hill. Today, I have the first four-time guest interview to bring you, Cammie McBride, my herb teacher. You all love her. She's amazing. Before we get into this talk, I have to tell you about our new project. It's really exciting, and I'm actually terrified to share it because it makes it real. Um, It's a YouTube channel called Our Herbal Homestead. And this interview is going to be up on that channel as a video interview. So the same audio track that you'll hear here is up there as a video. So if you'd rather see our faces while we talk about this, then go ahead and and check it out. I'll put the link, of course, in the show notes, or you can just search for Our Herbal Homestead on YouTube. The channel is going to be much more than just video interviews. In fact, that'll probably be a very small portion of what we put up there. And, you know, some, some shared themes, of course, between what I'm doing on the podcast and what we're doing on the channel, what we're really focusing on there is plant magic, ancestral life ways, and self and community sufficiency. Um, it's going to be obviously in video format and going to just be much more of a behind the scenes look at our daily life and what we're doing out here and how we're working on um, cultivating resiliency as we navigate peak oil and climate change, looking at different permaculture applications that we're putting into place on our acre, and really looking at preparedness without the fear and isolation, right? So much prepper literature, prepper culture is like, defend your fortress, and hoarding stuff just for yourself. And really through my interview on this podcast with Charles Eisenstein, when he said community is our best insurance policy, it just made everything click into place for me that I don't just want to be learning these skills and going back to this way of life for myself and for my family, but for everyone who I can reach. So that's what we'll be doing. There will be some folk herbalism making tutorials um, and just all sorts of stuff. Got lots of ideas and we're really, really working hard to make it like look good, you know, high quality production. Um, So check that out. And thank you so much for all the support y'all have shown for us throughout Medicine Stories. I'm definitely going to keep doing the podcast and most of the content produced for both the podcast and the YouTube channel will not be going on the other channel. They'll mostly be separate, but every now and then there will be something that's like cross-pollinating like this one is. Um, So I got to give you also a little shop update before we get into this. Uh, As of this recording, all of our herbal body oils have been sold out for a while except we have the violet leaf castor oil in stock right now. Those ones came online first this spring, the violet leaves, and uh, it's a beautiful medicine made to do castor oil packs, mostly on the belly, reproductive organs, liver, any digestive or reproductive issues, 
Violet Leaf Castor Oil is there for you. It's amazing. You can check it out at mythicmedicine.love. Also, even though we have all the other herbal body oils steeping right now, we have St. John's Wort, Mugwort, Yarrow, Redwood, Dandelion Leaf, Roses. Um, Bottles are sold out all over the place. Every single bottle supply website that we know of and that we looked at is sold out right now. So we're not sure when we're going to be able to list them again, hopefully soon, hopefully quite soon. Um, But, you know, between between those two things, it just really makes me want to keep saying, as I've been saying for years, learn to make your own herbal medicine. Don't rely on me. Don't rely on other herbal medicine makers. Like, please do give them your business when they're making something that you don't know how to make yet or can't make, don't want to make but relearn the skills of home herbalism. It's so simple and so easy. And honestly, I don't want to be making herbal products forever. It's not even what I um, like set out to do. The business just grew so fast and there's such a demand for it now. And we do love formulating and making herbal medicine as well. But really where my heart lies is in um, spreading the word and inspiring people to make their own herbal medicine as Cammie McBride taught me to do 13 years ago. So I just love, love, love bringing her back on the podcast. She was my guest on episode 20, Herbalism, Menstruation, and Innate Knowing. Episode 39, Kitchen Herbalism, The Body Remembers. And episode 53, Healing Herbal Oils, How to Make and Use Them. So if you want to go back and check out any of those after listening to this one, although I know many of you have listened to all of them, so many Cammie McBride fans out there, me included. Um, And let me make it clear too, especially if you've never listened to me or Cammie talk about herbal body oils, we are not talking about essential oils. We are not talking about taking vast amounts of a plant, distilling it down, discarding a large amount of plant matter and just having a tiny little expensive bottle of just one plant healing constituent from that herb. We are talking about whole plants, slow infused into oils that then go onto your body and completely change your state of being, completely relax your nervous system in the most incredible way. Um, You'll hear it in the episode. You possibly heard me talk about this before herbal body oiling by far my most used um, herbal medicine application i could not recommend it any more highly especially if you've never done like a full body oil for yourself get on it you are gonna love it if the only thing you have right now is just plain olive oil in your kitchen go rub some onto your body and see how it changes the way you feel Okay, so uh, one last thing. Cami mentions her teacher, Michael Moore. For anyone who's not really steeped in the herbalism world, you could probably surmise that this is not the uh, filmmaker, Michael Moore. This is an old-time master herbalist, not like someone who calls themselves a master herbalist, but he just was a master herbalist. Um, Not a lot of people left who studied with him because he was really before, he was before the internet, he was before the kind of widespread social media driven um, percolation through the culture that we see now in herbalism. But Cami is one of these people who studied in person with Michael when he was still living 
and learned some really specific medicine making techniques that not a lot of people know and that I don't know anyone other than Cammie who's teaching them. There probably are people, but she is the only one that I know. So, okay, let's just get right into it. Check out our YouTube channel, Our Herbal Homestead. Um, Subscribe, like if you just love us, love me, appreciate the podcast as so many of you do. I love you guys so much. Thank you. Thank you for all the support. Um, Subscribe to the YouTube channel and like, let me know what you're seeing, what you're thinking, what else you'd like to see. I really want to make it worthwhile for people really want to inspire people to get closer to the land take care of themselves take care of others so we will be over there working on that i will still be producing the medicine stories podcast certainly at a slower rate for a while and i'm really really excited okay let's check out this interview with cammy mcbride cammy Hi. Hey, Amber. So good to see you. It's always so good to see you. For anyone who is new to me, who's never listened to my podcast medicine stories before, doesn't know me or Cammie, Cammie was my first, and I always say still my most important herb teacher 13 years ago, 13 years ago. I um, think so. And, yep. <laughs> And she taught me, she taught me everything I know. She taught me all the basics of home herbalism and just love, love sharing her wisdom with a wider audience. So Cami, how about if we start something that we haven't really talked about before? I want to know more about your herbal lineage and how you came to be doing what you're doing, who your teachers were and what your specialty and emphasis in the wide, vast world of herbalism is. Okay. So, well, I went on my first herb walk when I was eight years old because my grandfather said that the problem with kids these days, they don't spend enough time in nature. (laughs) So he created the first kids camp in Northern California, nature camp in 1969 when I was seven years old. And I was at that camp every summer until I became a junior counselor. And he used to hire botany teachers from UC Davis to come do herb walks with us. And so at eight years old, I was like, whoa, (laughs) there's a lot I don't remember about my life at that time, but I have tunnel vision to those herb walks, Mm. right? And then at 19, I got a tumor on my brain that I had to have surgery and it was a side effect from a medication and that had me go, whoa, isn't there something? Isn't there another way? And that's what put me on the path of looking into herbal medicine, where at 19 years old, when I had this incredibly devastating brain surgery. Uh, I hadn't even heard of the word holistic health before. So I just started, I just started, I ended up at the California School of Herbal Studies with Rosemary. Um, And then I um, studied with anybody that was teaching. I traveled all around and, you know, you couldn't learn on the internet. (laughs) There were only two herb stores, herb books in the library at the time. And um, I ended up at the Southwest School of Botanical Medicine with Michael Moore. And um, and so I started herb school and massage school at exactly the same time, 1986. And Rosemary Gladstar in class said, well, if you can't eat it, don't put it on your skin. And I took that, I took it seriously, right? And then I would go to massage school, you know, the next day. And the stuff we were putting on our skin was just 
oh my God, it was petroleum. It was awful. And so I, my approach to herbalism, my, my scent, my focus, it really started there with, with the body, you know, with the body products. And because I was studying massage and now I have literally thousands of hours of rubbing oils on people's body. But at that time, you know, the, the other massage therapists were like, whoa, what are you doing, you know? And so they drafted me to start teaching them. And so that's why I taught my first oil class, like in 1988, <laughs> you know, because I had all these massage therapists around me going, wow, people are asking for you. What are you, what are you using? And so that, I had no idea that was going to set the trajectory of my life, <laughs> Yeah, but it did. <clears throat> and then, so I made oils for about three or four years until I started studying with Michael Moore and there was no information on it. So I tried everything. I've made every mistake. I've tried every possible method. And then when I studied with Michael Moore, he was really an expert at bringing us the U.S. Pharmacopeia met, uh, ways of making medicine. And he taught me ways of making herbal oils that just blew my mind. So what does that mean, the U.S. Pharmacopeia? Well, before um, 1945, if you were a uh, if you were in pharmacy school, if you were becoming a pharmacist, there was a whole there's an entire book about teaching herbal medicine making techniques to pharmacists. And if you talk to a super old time pharmacist now at this point, they will tell you, "Oh yeah, I learned how to make tinctures. I learned how to make bombs." Right? Right. So they were called yeah. compounding centers. The That's local right. pharmacy. Right. That's what they used to be. And so in that book, there are a lot of oil making methods that hadn't really made it into the culture, you know, that nobody was teaching. Mm. So I learned these methods from him that were just like, wow. And so being able to apply what I learned from him to what I was already doing, it just, it just took things to a whole other level of me being able to experiment and um, really mastering the art of herbal oil making. So I'm really grateful for to, to him, but I'm also just so grateful to all my clients and students and just being able to use these oils and hear the stories, you know? I just have like this back line of stories of, you know, oh yeah, I've, I've seen people react to that oil. I've, and this oil, I, no. You can, you can use it on anybody. There's no story of anybody reacting to it, you know, stuff like that. So, yeah. you know, everything, you know, everything there is to know you do about making and learning using herbal body oils. Herbalism is vast. Um, and so for me, when I took your 13 month course, we learned, we learned every herbal medicine preparation, all the different kinds, different ways to make tinctures, different ways to do everything. And I was blown away by the herbal oils. It's something I had never really thought of using before. Um, I guess I use lotion every now and then, but I didn't, I never really liked the way lotion felt, you know, that store-bought stuff. And I was a new mother and I remember going home with an herbal oil from you after having been taught how to make them and oiling my body. Like I always say like jaw and ears too. You taught me about the ears to the soles of my feet and just my mind was blown at how different I felt, how calm my nervous system was. I was like, this is better than um, drinking a beer, smoking a joint, taking lemon balm tincture, whatever it was. Like, There's <laughs> nothing like that interplay of fat and the nerves. Um, and so I went, I just dove feet first. I became a diligent student of this and I'm also still learning all the time. Um, so for you, 
I, I mean, I feel like it was the same for you, right? You were just like, oh, it's the oils. Like the, there's so many important medicinal herbal preparations, but oh my gosh, if we can just get our nervous systems in line, like we might not need all those tinctures. Yeah, that's right. And, and, and they don't have the side effects or the contraindications or the cautions or the dosage and all those things that the, all the other things have, right? right. And you don't have to put them on the top shelf to keep your kids away from them. And I have so many students now that they, they have had their kids and their grandkids slopping around in them. And now those kids, they know what to ask for. They know what makes them feel, feel better. They know how to touch themselves in places to, to, you know, they know how to put the salve on and how much better that makes them feel. You're training the, our nervous system and the next generation that I can heal myself. I can take care of myself. I have this substance and self-healing is possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kids love it. Both of my daughters always, um, like the little one, Nixie, she's three and a half, any little thing I need oil. Can you get the salve? You know, and she loves the ritual and the closeness that it gives us when we're in that healing space together. Mm. Um, yeah. Bring it yeah, to it the becomes, next generation. It becomes part of a household culture of healing, right? So my son, he's a teenager now, but when he goes on a backpacking trip, guess what? He, he packs St. John's wort oil, mm-hmm. you know, at the end of the day, he's like, let's do foot rubs, mom. You know, it's in him. We have a household culture of healing. And so, so much, it's, it's like so much of we go, 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 go. And then we want to drink a couple of glasses of wine and watch a movie. Right. That's our rejuvenation, our regeneration culture kind of uh, go-to or default. And there's nothing wrong with that, but every night, all the time, I mean, what really you want to think about what you do, what is it that you do as a family or as a culture for yourself to unwind, you know, that is nurturing, um, restorative. What, what's your, what do you have in place to, to cultivate a healing home culture? Mm-hmm. I mean, I wasn't taught anything. I was like, you know, taught to like wear deodorant, right? I didn't, I didn't learn anything of how to take care of myself. I had no baseline. And so it's been a lifelong process for me to learn how to love my body and care for myself. But if you put these healing modalities in as part of your home culture, you know, I say a family that steams together stays together, (laughs) right? Um, and we all have this healing energy in our hands. And when you add the oils to that, it's like, you don't have to have massage training. You don't have to be a healer. You don't have to have your degree in Reiki. I mean, all that stuff is really good. But when you create a culture of care, um, and you connect with your ability to heal yourself and your family, like with the foot scrubs, the, the foot baths, the oil rubs, um, you know, one of the easiest things you can do is um, down, you know, those reflexology charts that show all the organs on the feet and the hands. You can just download one of those and have it in your living room and do foot oiling and just notice which spot hurts on your foot. And then that becomes a family way of like, oh, you got this, you got that, you got this. And the other thing that happens is when you start having this culture of healing in your home, you'll be like, somebody will get sick and you'll be like, wow, it's, when I was rubbing your feet last night, I noticed your pulse was really racy. Mm-hmm. You know, you start noticing, you want to, as a mom, you want to know your child's pulse. 
you know, just, just know what it feels like. And so when it starts to get erratic or, or change, you can go, hmm, I wonder what's going on. You don't have to be a pulse reader. You just have to start touching each other. And, and then that will awaken. And so the oils, using the oils, the foot rubs, the head rubs, you start to feel your pulse. You start to feel like, wow, you're, you're way, way more tight than usually. Mm-hmm. And so you become healers for each other. Not like the hour and a half massage, but it's yeah. incredible what you can do for each other in five minutes. I love that. And what a sweet way to cultivate intimacy with, with your loved ones, family members, and especially probably with your partner. That's not sexual. You know, I know that's such an issue for so many women and especially moms is like, can we just touch and not then have, have it turn into groping or, you know, um, and then for yourself too, like, um, cultivating bodily intimacy with your own self, which so many of us are just, we're cut off at the neck. I know that that's something I, I really am always, I'm aware of in myself. I'm so up in here all the time. And really that body oiling is what brings me back down. Yeah. And, and how you wire up is how you wire up, how we, how we're trained as children to, or not is, is what we, is our default, you know? That's our default for the rest of our lives. And and to create something else, we have to work hard, right? And so if you can have your children or the young ones or anybody in your life have a culture in the house that has a, is like the default of like, wow, let's, you know, you put your hand on someone's shoulder when they're, when they're crying, right? You hold someone like we can do that for each other. And so it's, it's, um, it's really, bringing consciousness that we're going to touch each other. We're going to rub each other's feet. We're going to do, um, you know, salt scrubs and um, uh, develop a family culture that involves touch, herbs, smudging, oiling, so that, you know, so that the screen isn't the only decompression space. That's what's Mm. the problem is that the screen is the decompression space and the screen is addictive. It's air it's um, and it keeps us um, in the the preconceived the, the cultural concept the cultural um, thought or lie that says the intellect is king. We're living a lie that the intellect is king. We need not only the intellect; we need our body. We have the ability to perceive beauty and feel and. Um, smell the flowers because we're meant to be here living an embodied life. Mm. And when we live with the lie that the intellect is king and the screen, we are missing out on going between here and here and here. Yeah, the heart, (laughs) the gut, the root. And that's part of why we are where we are. We're locked in to this lie that this is the most important. You need both. We need we need intellect and we need embodied experiential living and um, the teaching and the memory and the wisdom that comes through the body. And we're, we're at, that's, we're waking that up. We're activating that. Yeah. There's a massive activation going on with all the gardening with the herbal medicine making that's happening now. I mean, there is an activation of uh, we are, we are reawakening the body memory of what it means to um, be, to live on this earth. Yep. Yep. My, uh, the medicine stories podcast tagline is remembering what it is to be human upon the earth. Uh-huh. And right. that is, I mean, for me, this whole coronavirus and quarantine has just reactivated my longing to recapture these ancestral skills 
the the things, the actions, the everyday actions that almost all humans, 99.99999% of humans engaged in before just the last few generations of industrialization and capitalism changed the entire face of human culture and changed our bodies in the process. Um, and so I remember you saying to me long ago, like human beings have always taken some kind of herb and some kind of fat and mix them together in some way to make an herbal body oil, an herbal salve, something to put on the skin to, I mean, there's so many, there's so many things that herbal body oiling does for us. But, um, you know, during this time, as I'm, I'm sure you've experienced this too, people are really turning to herbalists. They're really turning to, yeah, gardeners, people who are doing permaculture and wanting to really re-engage with these ancestral skills. And what a gift, what a gift of this crazy time we're going through that, um, you know, it's probably going to be on repeat for many decades to come, if not longer, as we navigate whatever's coming. Very wise words, dear Amber. <laughs> Very wise words. And one thing I just, I just want to say about that is that, um, you know, your your medicine stories and your podcast, our home, our herbal, our herbal homestead, is all about that. It's all about fortifying that river of that that the the home culture, so that we can really actually really build resilience toward whatever it is that's coming down the pike next. Because yeah. there is something, not just with. Um, you know, the, the repercussions of having desecrated and disrespected the, our, our, the unseen world, the bacterial world, right? I mean, this unseen part of our existence has the world on its knees right now. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and part of it is because we're, the other lie that we live by is that we are top of the food chain. We are not top of the food chain. The ultimate <laughs> Thing that takes your life and your body is bacteria that eats you back into the ground. And just because you don't have bears and lions outside of the, your door doesn't mean that you are top of the food chain. And we are wired to understand and perceive the earth and the plants and the communication from the earth because we are meant to live in co-creation and to live in relationship. And so that's what we're doing. We're, we're remembering who we are and what we're wired for. And one thing I just want to say is that what you're doing and what you have done and what this is all about is fortifying our home herbalism, our home medicine, our healing traditions to a vibrant river of oral tradition, household tradition, because like you said, you know, well, right now we are completely susceptible, not only to the virus, but to the next pharmaceutical campaign. There's a couple things that we're really susceptible to, right? It's not just the next virus. It's what our culture is responding to and what, um, you know, but it's so the next pharmaceutical campaign is the same people that brought you the opioid crisis. It's the same people that brought you hormone replacement therapy where they said, oh, <laughs> menopausal women, you have a high risk of heart disease. You need to take HRT. And then 10 years later, they said, oh, oops, sorry. HRT increases your risk of breast cancer and heart disease, right? Same people yeah. that have us rank 56 in maternal mortality rate, 
right? Same people that have us three, four generations of women not breastfeeding their babies, mm-hmm. right? It's the same thing. It's the same people that have us, um, you know, having one in three babies born C-section, right? So that all is not going away anytime soon, and it's getting more intense. Mm-hmm. So we're talking about building our strength, our resilience, reducing our susceptibility and vulnerability on multiple levels. Yep. Yeah. And like what you're saying, it's getting more intense, like that the toxic culture is getting more intense, but, and this resiliency culture is rising at the same time. It's an intensification on both sides and I'm here for this. (laughs) And that's what this work is here for. And I love um, this idea of, you know, working in harmony with nature and the microbes and the plants and really herbal medicine making is exactly that. It's bringing our particular brand of consciousness, which is not the superior brand of consciousness. It's just human and, um, and weaving together these various life forms to bring healing to ourselves and to other people. And I mean, it's just been so like, how is your nervous system and anxiety response been during these last few months we're recording this May, 2020? Um, for me, it's been really, really, uh, intense. I know it has for everyone. Um, but I tend to think of myself as someone who, handles life pretty well. I've got my herbal body oils. I haven't had an anxiety attack since my early twenties. Um, I'm feeling pretty okay, but this really knocked me on my ass. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I'm very Kafa constitution, um, you know, pretty grounded person and, um, you know, I've worked with people with anxiety and, and stress over the years in my practice and my students for, you know, a couple decades or more. And in, during this whole time, I have been waking up with anxiety, like wake up like this, just, just feeling the pulse of the yeah. culture of the ethers. Right. And, um, and so I've had to really like, oh yeah, I'm oiling a couple times a day. I'm mm-hmm. oiling, I'm doing, I'm doing scalp oiling, mm-hmm. right. That's where it's like, whew. And, um, you know, the thing is, is that what's ex- what we're experiencing is, is an increase in vata in the culture all around us. So, you know, in, in Ayurveda, we, we, we categorize everything into the elements, you know, the phase of life you're in, your unique constitution, your health challenges, everything is categorized into earth, water, fire, air, space. And so like, you know, Watermelon is a watery food. Rice cakes are an airy food. They're dry. You know, garlic is a hot food. Those are really simple um, ways of thinking about it, but it gets you started. And the thing about air, vata, is it's air. It's wind, right? It's it's about movement and change. And vata is awesome. It's about like innovation and ideas and expansiveness. But too much of it <laughs> creates irritation and agitation and impatience and anxious, right? I mean, it's like right now we're experiencing every level of government saying something different every day, in- including our local sheriff that now is saying something completely different from everybody else. Mm-hmm. And, and you're, you know, it's like there's so many directives. I, I went into town the other day and it was like, oh, oh my gosh, I'm sorry. I got too close to you, you know, mm-hmm. and, and the masks the themselves mask. yeah. create a, an unconscious sympathetic stress spike, mm. right? Just, just without us even knowing it because yeah. your nervous system goes, oh, there's something wrong, right? Yeah. So we're all in this kind of elevated state where we're quick to respond, quick to move, right? And so that's, that's, 
too much vata. You get too much vata and people start cracking. They start getting irritated, agitated, anxious, right? So when, you know, we go on to the sympathetic state and that sympathy is called fight or flight for a reason. You either want to just start, you know, lashing out or you want to just disappear and get more addicted. That's why alcohol sales have just like spiked, right? So you want to fight or you want to want to check out and, or you want to just go on autopilot and be or like, whatever, freeze out state. So this air it's, we have to be realize that that's happening. Like, Oh, wow. This, that, this, that too much change too quick. We don't do that well with, and you can see that. I mean, some people, they stay in situations that aren't good for them because they'd rather stay than go through change. We aren't good at the unknown, right? This, there's a lot of unknown right now, and it really elevates the air and the constant thoughts. And so we have to get part of our resilience right now is about how do I come back? <sighs> how do I dip my toe into what's happening? And then, whoa, whoa. <laughs> How do I find my thoughts, my true north, what's needed right now so that I can process the information and release what is not me and come back? Because the energy is very, there's very, a lot of energy right now that's set at fear and chaos. Fear and chaos, have you not be able to move forward? And um, fear can be a very good activating thing, but if you stay set there, then it, you, you break your body down and um, you do things that you don't want to do, right? So resilience is about being able to get activated, stay engaged, you know, take movement and reset, resolve, restore, right? And we have to have these spaces of restoration and rejuvenation and calming the vata back down to where we can find our space and start again. Otherwise, we, we're not, we can't do it for the long haul. And so for me, the, 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 the biggest antidote to vata all these years, this anxiety, is the body oiling. It's the most, sure, there's lots of tinctures and teas, but the oiling helps it's the it's it's unctuous it's the the earth and the water antidote to the air and it's so needed right now yeah I'm doing it right so you're talking I was like okay I can't I can't hold back any longer <laughs> I have our last bottle of St. John's wort oil from last year here we did our first St. John's wort harvest today um and I, I already feel better. <laughs> Just a few seconds on my on my hands and wrists. And this is going back to what we were saying earlier of the um all the information. It's so overwhelming our minds. And I'm seeing I'm seeing what you're saying about that being air and vata and then wanting to be embodied again to ground it back down to the earth and the water of our bodies. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so it's, you know, if you're, if you're listening and you're feeling, which, if you're feeling anxiety and fear and, and or, or it's more elevated than it normally is, just know that it's, it, it is in the air, right? It's like the air is blowing. You know, are we going back to school? Or, you know, too many thoughts, too much. It's deranging. We call it vata derangement. There's, you know, and so we have to have daily things that we do to care for ourselves. 
and to incorporate into our healing household culture, a healing household culture. So the wind is blowing. How do I stay calm in the storm in amidst a, a massive storm? Right? I feel more panic. Okay, what am I gonna do? As soon as those symptoms start, you just go, okay, I'm gonna move my body, I'm gonna use my hands, I'm gonna make something, right? I'm gonna do something for my body. Yeah. Find your breath, find your senses, and come back to your own space. Yeah. So something that you said to me too is um you know, one way to deal with fear is to build your skill set, build your skills. Um, someone else commented recently on an Instagram post, like our skills are one thing no one can ever take from us. You know, this whole pandemic is about what's being taken from us, um, lives, health, income. I mean, so, so many things are being social connections and, but our skills are one thing that are ours forever. And I'm so grateful for the really very simple skills of herbalism. It's like, I always say it's really so simple. Like any herbal medicine making, you can break down to, you take your plant, you chop it up, you pour your medium over it later, you strain it out and then you use it. And then of course, within that there's infinite variety and things to build on and things to learn. And, you know, maybe one plant, you're going to use a little different ratio than the other plant. So there's so much to build on top of that, but that's the basic of it. That's folk herbalism. And that is really accessible to everyone. It's so easy. And we don't know it because all these forces that you were naming earlier, these um, commercial forces, really told us, you don't need that. We're the experts. We'll take care of you. Um, you know, take the pharmaceuticals, eat the shit food from the grocery store. Um, so here's, here's this really simple thing we can do herbal medicine making. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love, I love the way you condense concepts. You are just such an incredible wordsmith, Amber. I, I love, I love your podcast. I love your teachings and, I think you're so right. It's building your skills, nurturing your health. You, you're putting in a proactive care system, you know, mm. and it's what it's the antidote to fear. And the antidote to fear and chaos is is action, getting your hands in the soil, harvesting, celebrating the harvest, right? Eating, eating, you know, what your local pharma has grown. And then you're supporting your digestion, your your biome, your immunity. And so, yeah, that this ability to to really take control of our food and our medicine, put our meal in the center, you know, our daily meal in the center of who we are and what we do, it it's um it's an antidote to fear, absolutely. Mm -hmm. And you know, we've been instead of like eating after school gets out or da da, we've been really finding the rhythm of what's the best time of day to eat our meal and how what's the, the our rhythm is centering around our meal making, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. and that's, that's culture. That's that, that creates culture. That's culture. That's real, not culture that's sold to you by Hallmark. Yeah. You know, it's earth based and we have that memory, that sensory memory. We just have to wake it up. Yeah. And with this planet on pause, it's a good time to yeah. wake that up. Yep. And start slow, just start slow, start building. You know, it's, there's, you have to start. You have to start somewhere. Um, so speaking of, we've talked a lot about the nervous system. There is, again, this this immediate 
physical, biological interplay between any fat that you put in your mouth or on your skin and your nervous system, which is why herbal body oiling so profoundly will change your state. Um, so I'm curious, how does the nervous system interplay with the immune system right now when everyone is so focused on building immunity? Well, there's a lot of different ways we could go with that, but let's just continue on the path we're on. Your, your immunity is lowered when, you're, when you have stress. You know, your immune function is, goes down. And so the more you can keep your vibration at a, a place that feels good, the more immunity you have. And the other thing that's really um, coming up is that we're seeing that, um, I mean, we know now that 70% of our immunity is in our digestive tract, right? And we have this um, study that's just come out of Yale talking about how um, the disruption of the gut biome is really uh, plays a contributing factor into how susceptible we are to se severe, the severity of our reaction to COVID, right? So um, this is something else. It's like, let's focus on the GDB, you know, the gross domestic biome, right? <laughs> like, let's, let's take care of our biome. And that's also the biome of our skin. Mm -hmm. Your skin is part of your immunity. And all the toxic crap that's out there that people are putting on their skin from their shampoo to their, to their makeup, to their oils, to their lotions, that lowers your immunity. Mm -hmm. And so it's like this biome, like feeding and nurturing our biome is, is part of what, what happens when we, um, when we evolve, when we get back to what's real, putting the earth first, putting the water first and getting the chemicals out of what's happening and um, restoring our covenants with the earth mother, mm. becoming land stewards again. Yes. And it's all interconnected, right? The nervous system, your stress response, yeah, your immunity, your gut, uh, your lymph, like it's just, it's all one. It's so easy for us again in this culture to compartmentalize everything, including the systems of our body. Um, like I, I literally have to constantly remind myself, like when I'm feeling pain here, oh, well, that's connected to here. And, it, you know, it's all connected. And um, that just, it helps me uh, be present in my own body when I remember how interconnected all of it is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, it's so, it's so true. And, you know, we are, we're in a process of, of remembering that interconnectedness, awakening a culture, awakening of a culture that honors the earth and remembering the generosity of the earth mother. You know, the, the earth is our mother. We are her children. We are her youngest children. Mm. And we've forgotten how to behave. Mm. And we are being <laughs> taught a lesson. Like, how are we going to behave? Are we going to um, really wake up and, and put the earth first and the water first and remember um, right now, I'm I'm just finishing up um, a book or like a calendar of it's called Earth Mother Speaks, and I'm listening, you know, pretty much every day. And one of her most recent messages is um, that the Earth thrives on love, just as humans thrive on love, and that the other thing that she said is that we just want you to love us again. And so, you know, I thought, is this, is this all really just about love? You know, it sounds almost cliche, like, oh, it's all about love. All you need is love. I was like, what? And then it was like, well, yeah, 
You can't love each other. Look at the statistics of what we do to each other, the trauma. And if we can't process our own trauma and love each ourselves and each other, um, then how are we going to love the earth? How are we going to do what it takes to, to get to where we need to really honor the earth again in a way that's, that's being asked of? And so for me, these, the oils, the self-care, the self, you know, you, it, it comes here. It comes here first. Oh my gosh. You put your hand on your chest and you go, and you, if you just go in an inch, you're just like, oh my God, mm-hmm. and you just start crying, right? It's all the, the trauma, every, the, the joy, it's all right here. And so if we can start loving ourselves again and not, and including like that part of your hip that you don't like or whatever, then we can start to take better care of each other because it's going to take all of us. We're only as strong as our weakest link. Mm. And we need all of, we need to take care of all of us. Then, then we can think about the earth. (laughs) Then we can have the space to go, oh, I, I need to love the earth. I need to take care of the earth. But the trees told me specifically the humans have need to find their heart again. And I do really believe that, you know, what the, you know, in your, um, our herbal homestead, your, your, what you're doing is about coming back to that place of, I, I can love my food. I can love my body. I can touch my family and love my family enough to start really honoring the earth again, because the time is now. It's not like a little time from now. It's now. Now is the time. And it's not going to happen overnight. It's not going to happen really quick. What we do now is really what our children are going to be working with at the end of their life. We might not even really see it. Mm-hmm. You know, but we have to, we have, the time is now, the time is now, it's like sudden, no, it's, it's, some of it's slow, some of it's not, but it's, it's, it's a time of change and um, we have to go through this and we have to come back to the land, the water, the harvest, our conversations, what we talk about. Yeah, and love. Yeah, when um, when I interviewed Charles Eisenstein on the podcast, we've talked twice. He, you know, he talked about. I'm just kind of starting to think of it in terms of like uh, 500 years from now, like wh- how my actions are going down that far, and like that I'm probably not going to see real results in my lifetime. But I'm doing things for my children, then their children, then their children. And I was recently in a conversation with a woman who's very, she's got two daughters like me. She's like a hardcore activist and everything that's going on and all the corruption and the lies and the misinformation. And she's just like raging online all the time, you know, and she wanted me to like jump in on a thread. And I was like, I'm not actually doing that. You know, I'm not arguing with people online at this moment in time. I'm, I'm focusing on self and community sufficiency because that seems like the right antidote to me. And she's like, but how can you handle doing that when like your children's rights are being taken away? And I was like, you know, I feel like when I get in that mind space, I, I can't be present in my body. I can't give myself love. I can't give my children love. I can't be the kind of mom I want to be. And really, I realized the best thing I can do, be present for them, suffuse them with the love that comes through me, the love that I can channel the love of my ancestors and like just the love that's really all of our birthright when we come through so that that 
is innate in them as they grow up and go through their lives. And they have that foundation of love from which to handle any challenge that comes their way. That's beautiful. Thank you. And yeah, I mean, we go to school for years, right? But where's the teachings of the heart? Mm-hmm. Where's the compassion curriculum? How, how do we allow our heart to be the major player in our decisions? Right? How do we hook this up? And, you know, I didn't think as an herbalist and that I would be talking so much about love at this point. Um, but, you know, as somebody who's done a lot of hands-on healing and body work, like so many times I could see like the illness I could just see this spot in a, in a woman's body, like, oh, she hates this part of her body. You know, I have that too. I was raised with that. Mm-hmm. And we don't even know. It's like, it's, it's, it's all in there. And so our, our, our self-hatred, our, our, you know, just, it's, it's a lot. We have a lot to work out. And, um, and again, I, I'm just right now, the, the oak trees are speaking to me. And to, it, I just keep going back to this, this time of change and transition is about love, love for ourselves and love for the earth. And this is a time of awakening of love and care for Mother Earth. And what is our role as plant people? What is our role as homesteaders? As, um, you know, you, first we love the good food and the beauty of the garden and we love the herbal medicines. But then one day we wake up and we realize we're, um, we're caring for each other more and that we've become earth stewards. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. And this is not in like some spiritual bypass way. Well, we just want to do all the work that needs to be done, you know, around social justice and environmental issues of our time because it's all love. It's not that, but that's there too. And love has to be the energy that carries us through because it's the only energy that will carry us through mm-hmm. without giving us total burnout. Um, I mean, that's why our website is mythicmedicine.love. You know, when I realized I could do that, I was like, oh, yes. I didn't know you could do that. Oh, I yep, like yep. that. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Next time I'm looking for a URL. <laughs> yep, dot love. And so you're right. It's not just like, oh, love. You know, it's yeah. like love, my hands, my heart. Mm-hmm. My- the work of love. And also, it's not that hard, not that far away when you start working with the earth and the medicines and the oils because you start to feel the generosity right? The generosity of the earth. It's just, it, it's infinite, right? Like, you know, all the hoarding and the, the things, like all the things that are disappeared from the shelf. And yeah. well, guess what? The earth is open. She's going to remake it all again. Mm-hmm. Like all the elderberry that's out of stock. I, there's like, she just keeps doing it. <laughs> she just keeps giving like, it, like, oh, it's, it's going to come around, right? Yeah, because yeah. of her generosity. That is her teaching to us. Mm is the generosity of the medicine of the having so much you can give it away you know you just, the generosity just hooks up your heart and the beauty and that's what we have access to as plant people as homesteaders as people really um trying to make this change in a good way yeah yeah and the plants just being a part of that so let's talk about one of our favorite shared favorite generous plants and we've already mentioned it today saint john's wort um i just i mean i was like this has to be the background for this video because it's like radiant solar energy and these colors and it's so saint john's wort right this little yellow um this sheet behind me for anyone listening on the podcast is colors of the sun it's red orange yellow gradations um saint john's wort flowers are yellow and then the oil 
is red. I mean, it's pure magic. And the St. John's wort oil, I think it's probably the herbal body oil that people are most familiar with. It for us, it is definitely our bestseller. People absolutely love it. I can't get enough of it. I would never, I might hoard St. John's wort if it came down to it. You know, I might, I might throw a few of these in the freezer if I was afraid that the earth was gonna dry up or that I couldn't get my olive oil supply. I was literally thinking like can we grow olives, you know, just oh, like, right? always have olive oil and St. John's or they'll be fine. It's yes, fine. I know. <laughs> because it's just those two simple ingredients too. That's crazy, right? Two plants come out of the earth and you get this incredibly healing elixir. This plant is, um, I have hundreds of stories about this plant. It's helped more people in more ways than I can even begin to count. And it really is something that I, I think it really needs to be part of everybody's home apothecary, you know, and it's, I don't have a lot of, you should do this, but you should have St. John's wort and a, a bunch of it, like a half gallon, right? So learn to make it, learn how to make it yourself. But the other thing is, is that, I mean, I make all of my herbal medicines, but I also buy herbal medicines from other herbalists just as part of my economy. Mm -hmm. And I want to say that to people is that it's a really important time to support the medicine makers and just, you know, like a, like whatever percentage you can, uh, you know, quarterly or whatever, and just be like, oh, I'm going to buy oils from this, you know, and people are making so many different things that support your medicine makers because that is a really important economy and learn to make them yourself make your learn to make your own oils make your own st john's work because the thing is is that i think you know i think you've heard me say this before like you know elderberries mainstream right echinaceas you know 10 years ago nobody had heard of golden milk you know and now there's these certain things that have kind of popped you know and the St. John's word isn't quite there yet. And I was like, why is that? When this is like the, the, mo the most, the, the, red, the herbal remedy that I can conf confidently say covers more bases than any other remedy that I know of. Mm -hmm. that's, that's a lot. Why, why isn't it like at elderberry syrup status, right? Mm -hmm. And here's why. Because if, when you really need it, you have to have a lot of it. Mm -hmm. When you have a burn or you were in a car wreck and you have whiplash or you have sciatica or you have shingles or you have um, a sprain or a strainer, you need, you know, you can't like that. I mean, that eight ounce bottle, that four ounce bottle is going to help you a lot, but you're going to need, you're going to need more. And so mm -hmm. I don't, I think sometimes people haven't gotten the full range under, of, of understanding its effects because maybe they just thought, well, I only have four ounces. I'll just, no, you use it. You, yeah. you know, so that's and, and people try to save it. You know, people tell me this all the time. Like, I'm just trying not to use it all up. I'm like, no, 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 yeah, no. but no, no, you use, use it, it. Up. Yeah. That's the thing about St. John's where you can't scrimp. You have to just use it. Just I was it. in a car wreck one time and I went through five gallons. Wow. I had, it ripped the, it ripped, um, I was actually hit by a Mack truck. I don't know. I, you know, I felt an angel come and like lift me up and, you know, yeah. no, whatever. That's another story. But my wrists were like, the, they were ripped, the, mm. the nerves. Mm -hmm. And I just, you know, I used, I, I soaked my wrists in St. John's wort like a yep. ton. Yeah. It's incredible. Like because it, the, that plant is also specific to the nerves. Like the, the oil is, so any herbal oil you use is going to help the nerves, but St. John's wort is a specific nerve remedy. That's right. It's a regenerative, restorative nerve tonic. 
And so it helped in nerve. The thing about nerves is they grow back slowly. Like if you injure your nerves, like if you've ever had anybody's ever had nerve damage, you know, it's like, oh man, it takes a long time. You know, when you, when you, when you take in food and energy at first, it goes to the, to the lymph, the blood, the muscle, the fat, the bones, and then the nerves. So when you take in nourishment, those are, that's the layer of what things get to. Mm-hmm. Right. And so the nerves are kind of like in there. Mm -hmm. It takes a while for your nourishment to get there and for them to regenerate. So to have something that helps regenerate the nerves is powerful medicine. Yeah. I wonder too if taking um, lion's mane would be helpful. And I mean, in any sort of nerve issue because it's neurogenerative. It literally creates new neural pathways and neurons, which no other substance is known to do. Um, I definitely- Plants have our back, don't they? For sure. I mean, that's so amazing. Like what a powerful combination, St. John's oil and lion's mane tincture or something. Um, So (sighs) yes learning to make it yourself because it's also expensive. Okay. We sell these four ounce bottles of St. John's wort for $45. Um, that's, you know, the only way to make it's worth every penny, but it's the only way a lot of work, uh, a business like ours work, you know, there's Um, many layers to being able to provide that product to people. It's yes. You know, it's yes. Not just the oil. It's all the other things that go with it. Yep. 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 And, um, but just making it yourself simplifies it. And it's really so easy. I mean, especially St. John's where I feel like it's just, there's not a lot of extra things you need to know to make that one. And the time to make it is coming up. Um, you know, it usually blooms around the solstice. Although, like I said, we just did our first harvest today, three and a half weeks earlier than usual. Um, and we're lucky too, because we can go up and down in elevation from where we are here in the foothills and yeah, we can get it at all times. And you don't want to do St. John's wort dry. It really needs to be a fresh plant um, when it comes to oil because it won't, your, your oil won't turn red, doesn't capture the medicine, the hypericin. And this is something, Cammie, that you really cover in your course and something I'm so grateful to have learned from you um, is which plants you need to use fresh and which plants to use dry and which you can do either one and then the exact specifics of how to make the either fresh plant or dry plant method. The thing is, is that I actually, my course handcraft, you know, I'm not like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm into helping people. I'm not like into bragging, (laughs) but my course handcrafted healing herbal oils is the most comprehensive source on making herbal oils. And, um, it's, you know, you can do a couple, you can do some methods and kind of, and get it down and the plants are forgiving and they heal a lot. Right. But each plant actually has its own specific little tweak that it likes <laughs> kind of like humans. I like it here. I like it there, mm. you know, and it's true. You know, even I know that I just um, did some work with you guys around one of your oils and there was just like this one little tweak, you know, yeah. Yeah, that I had learned a long time ago about mm-hmm. that oil. And so since I have so many, you know, I started making oils full time 30 years ago, I sold them to stores. I sold them to clients, you know, whatever. So it's true. Each plant, some plants like it fresh, some plants like it dry, some plants like a combination of both. Some plants like it to be a little dry. So it's like they're 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 like people, yeah. you know. And so the getting these nuances um 
it's just like, I can, you know, I keep all of my oils in clear bottles. So people are like, why do you do that? It, you know, because I don't expose them to the sun and I get healing from the color. The color heals me. Yep. Same. I yeah. And people look. are like, aren't you supposed to use the amber color? And I'm like, but then I couldn't see this, this color. So a long time ago, I learned that. And so I can look at the color of an oil and know how it's been made pretty much. I can look at, you know, especially with Instagram, it's like all the oils. I can look at an oil and go, oh, that was a dry plant method. Oh, that was a crock pot method. Oh, that was fresh flowers steeped in da 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 da. Mm-hmm. It's just because I have thousands of hours of making this stuff mm-hmm. and using it. And, you know, it just, it's just in my bones, you know? And so the thing is, is that I've had several thousand people go through the handcrafted healing herbal oils course right now. So I've been talking to people from all over the world about their St. John's work. And so in the last couple of years, I've learned a few things from, you know, other reaches of the planet about St. John's work oil that I didn't know. So that's been really interesting. Yeah. Like what? Spoiler alert. Do tell. <laughs> it's in it's in the class. I'll tell you, you know, I'm there's a lot I'll tell you, but that one, if I if I break open that box, we have to talk for the next two hours. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> because people will be like, what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that one I usually I'll go down any rabbit hole, but I'm not going down that one right now. Okay. It's in the course. <laughs> but it's like having a trusted remedy that you made yourself, that you feel connected to, that can help with pain, inflammation, swelling, bruising, and healing in general. It's, you know, and don't get me wrong, the oils, they don't take care of everything. But the whole orientation to your wellness shifts Mm -hmm. toward feeling more empowered when you have this natural remedy and, you know, herbs in general, home herbalism in general. And there's, there's a peace of mind. There's just like this peace of mind that you know you're doing the best you can, that you're making the best oil that you can, you know, because it really, when it comes down to the oils, it's like so much is about what that plant specifically wants, how to do it in the way that you get the most potent extraction. Because if you think, well, that didn't, that it didn't really help them. Is it because it didn't help them or is because that the oil could have been, you know, you could have been extracting these other constituents. And then also the other really big thing that gives you peace of mind is knowing which method or which combination of methods gives you the best shelf life so that your oils don't go bad. Right. Cause that's the main problem. That's what makes oils different than any other herbal medicine preparation right. is there's a shelf life. Oil goes bad. Um, and especially if there's any water content to the plant, then that water and that oil are going to mix, not mix and create rancidity and microorganisms that we don't want in there pretty quickly. Yeah. So that's a whole aspect. And that's why a lot of people feel intimidated by making herbal oils, even though they use them, they buy them, they know how important they are for just foundational self-care and daily living. Um, but they feel super intimidated. And I know, I mean, you and I both just get constant questions on social media about how to make herbal body oils. And I mean, it's, it's not even things we can really answer in like a comment, you know, or a message back and forth. It's a whole, it's a whole system of ancestral knowledge that um, you really have done such a beautiful thing by capturing it in your course. So I was lucky enough to learn this from you in person. Um, like you were saying back in the eighties, there was no internet learning, but really even like in the two thousands, there wasn't online courses like there are now. And, um, 
I remember as I was seeing more and more online courses coming on, just being like, God, I wish Cami would do this. I really would just love to get more people hooked up with Cami McBride and especially with the herbal body oiling because people are coming to me all the time asking me. And I just don't have the expertise. You have no one does, literally no one does. Um, so this, this course is such a gift and I just can't even tell you how many people I've had thank me for introducing them to it, you know, tag me when they make their oil and they mm-hmm. feel so accomplished. And again, that deep, um, that ancestral connection and the, the fear abatement of working on a skill set that you can use for the rest of your life. And people love them. I wanted to add that too. Like they're so fun to gift because you immediately feel it. You feel the difference. It's not like, okay, that was cool. Thanks. Like people come to you like, oh my God, I wish I had known this 20 years ago. Thank you so much for gifting me something that truly changes the way I feel in my body. Yeah. You're so right about the gifting part. I have a student that she, she gave everybody at Christmas an herbal oil and then she had everybody do a foot rub Mm. (laughs) and she said it just completely changed the culture of their holiday gathering. Absolutely. Just as change. And they, and now they do it. And for a while the, you know, certain people wouldn't do it and only the kids would do it. And then the teenagers started doing it Mm. and then it just changed their culture, right? Do this giving this generosity of this medicine and, um, And the confidence, like, you know, you can give away something, but you're like, "Hmm, I'm not sure if that's going to go bad. I'm not sure what the shelf life is on that. We, I'm really kind of fanatic about that. You need to know the shelf life of your medicines. You need to know the shelf life of your oil. You need to, and you need to know how to know when it is going bad. Mm -hmm. And there, go ahead and Google that. Good luck. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like Google anything on herbal oils. And it's just like, Oh my gosh. Come on, you guys. Yeah. Yep. And, and this it's like, for whatever reason, this remedy, this piece of, so, but I'm on a mission to change that. This is, you know, this needs to become mainstream, like what we do. Right. And um, I, I have a student that she, she makes products like you do. And she said she just kept, she spent like two days Googling. She watched every single video on YouTube on making herbal oils. She, like she'll tell you that. And she said, she, she said it was just unbelievable (laughs) how much bad information, how much just happened, you know, she just said, what a waste, Yep. you know, and I don't, you, and you know, I don't usually say that about things. And, um, it's just that it's like, sure. You know, you see one thing you go, Oh, that works, but there's just these nuances that just, so I want yeah. people to know that, you know, I want people, I want us to really up our healing game. It's time to up our healing game, mm-hmm. right? Now is the time for the herbalist to, to get better at their, at our medicine making, at what we do for each other and really making things that help people. Because as soon as you, as soon as you go down that over the counter pathway, medication pathway for your pain or whatever, I'm not putting you down. I'm not saying it's bad, but as soon as you start that pathway, it disrupts your gut biome Mm -hmm. and you create, you get inflammation in the body. And then now you're susceptible for the next thing. Inflammatory markers, high inflammatory markers, you are more susceptible to virus, to colds, to, you know, to all kinds of things. And so we have to come back to making good medicines that really, that we can um, be confident that we're healing each other in the best way possible. Yeah. Even Advil, even the NSAIDs, you know, they, they 
disrupt the gut biome. That's so, I was really bummed when I found that out. Cause like Advil really works for me when I have a headache or any kind of pain, it's just like a magic bullet. And I was like, it's not really worth it for me to be like perforating holes in my intestines <laughs> to deal with my pain, you know? So I need to, yeah, just be turning to the plants more and more and, and being present in my body actually, so that the pain pattern and the headaches don't even get activated. Um, I wanted to go back to the gifting thing and say that I love bringing a bottle of oil to any gathering of women, especially like if you want it to get like witchy and like cackling, then you know, just like women having an amazing time making hilarious jokes, laughing, <laughs> sharing like the deepest shit in their lives, being super vulnerable and having so much fun, bring herbal body oil because like it gets, it gets people loose. You feel safe. Um, you feel relaxed. Like I've just, the funnest women's gatherings of my life have all been around a bottle of herbal body oil. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Yeah. There's I mean, like that in my testimonials. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. This nakedness often ensues. Cause once you start like, Oh, it feels so good. I'm, you know, okay. I'm just going to, you know, take my top off and just like, okay, I got to keep going. You just, your whole body starts craving it. That happens to me all the time. I'm like, I'm just going to do my neck. I'm like, oh my God, but like my chest, oh my gosh, but my belly. Um, I'm definitely going to oil as soon as we hang up. Um, so tell us, tell us more about the course. Like there's multiple modules. You're, you literally, you cover everything. It's, I don't even think we need to like list everything that's there. Oh, I'm going to put up a video actually, like a behind the scenes um, from when you're in the course. So you can see exactly everything that's available. So that will be up. Um, on the Our Herbal Homestead YouTube channel very soon. And, but then it's also like, you are there, you are available to answer and you do answer every single question a person can have because it's different for everyone, their environment, the moisture, the plant they're using, what oil is available to them. This is really um, a form of herbal medicine that has so many, what's the word, variables. Um, nuances, yep, yep. To have an expert there, but there are details. It's, it's not hard. Anybody can do it, but there are details. And, you know, I wish, I wish I would, I wish I would have had these details, but you know, that's how I learned 20 years of experimenting. You learn Mm -hmm. a lot. (laughs) It's embodied, but it's like you, you know, it's, yeah, every situation is different. I have over 40 hours of answering questions inside this class. This isn't just about this course, this is, I, I'm interested in changing the culture. I want to change our culture. I want our culture to be reflected so that our children can pick this up and, and, and that what we're talking about is embedded, you know, so that if we're not here, the reflection is in the culture, right? That's what I, that's what I am all about is evolving our culture toward one that honors the earth and raises up the next generation to know how to work with the plants and take care of themselves. And so this isn't just a course. It's like, I'm there, I'm mentoring you. I'm, uh, yeah, I answer every single question. If you've got a twin, you know, I even, I have some really, I have very beginners that are just starting out that haven't made ever made any medicine. And I have really advanced medicine makers and product makers in there that are like, what about this tweak? What about that tweak? You know? And so it's for all ranges and it really does change your home culture and your orientation to yourself and your own wellness. But we learn how to make the oil. We learn how to understand the versatility of how to use it. Then um, how to, you know, all the methods for using it. This is another thing that's really 
underused and under understood in our culture is all the Ayurvedic methods for oiling. Mm-hmm. So you know how like oil, oil pulling, yep. you know, like that's made it into the culture, but there are dozens of other methods of using the oils that, that just haven't, you know, haven't hit the, the consciousness yet. Right. And so I have an entire module just on that. Yes. And, and then just all the body care, you know, how to make a salve and a lip balm and the, 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 you know, the, the, the magic and the power in a jar of salve, just never underestimate that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. How to take your oil and turn it into any number of products. And, you know, I keep saying it's it's a good time to be an herbalist. It's everyone needs healing and everyone is interested right now in these skills and in these products. And that's not going to end anytime soon. So it's a great time to learn these skills and position yourself as someone who can help other people by doing that. Um, I'm also excited that you're adding a new, a new part to the course this year about working with resins because I've always, I love, love pine resin so much. I found a big chunk of it out on our property yesterday. Um, and I have a pine resin salve that a friend made. That's amazing. I use it on my kids all the time and I really want to learn to make it, but yes, no, that's what happened is I was like Googling and just everyone had a different method. And I was like, that sounds really messy. That sounds like it's not really going to extract it well. Um, so I can't wait to, to learn that. Yeah. So I've, I've, every year I've added new, a new, something new to the course. And so it, it has lifetime access. So people from a couple of years are like, Oh my God, you know, so it's, yeah. it's, it's evolving. It's a living work of art. Right. And so this year I'm adding specialty blends. And so like your breast oil, I mean, I, that's one of the things that I thought of like, what do I wish I would have had? You know, I wish I would have had some time tested blends. I mean, it was great figuring it out, but these, these blends that have a track record, right? Mm-hmm. Like I know that this is going to help with plain. So I'm, I'm going to, I'm, I'm, there's a new module called specialty blends, specialty oils, where we um, make really amazing extractions with resins, frankincense, myrrh, whatever, evergreen tree resin you have, um, breast healing oil, um, pain oil. And so I'm really excited about this, this module because it's, again, I was, I was really thinking like, what would I have really wanted, you know, and to have these blends that, um, that I've been using for all these years that my students have been using, you know, and have all those stories behind these blends. So I'm, I'm excited about them. Just, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I can't wait. Um, I want to go back to, to the, how you're there to answer every question. People like you who have been doing what they're doing for decades and are recognized experts in it often have like their online course. And then they also have their coaching section or session or business aside from it. Um, And the coaching can be so much money because you have access to the human being and that's, that's wearying on that person. And that's their expertise that they spent a lot of time and money, um, you know, gathering for themselves. So your course combines both for the price of one. And that really is um, generous. Thank you. Yeah, it really is like a coaching or a mentoring program. You know, it's not just buy this course and you're on your own forever. You know, it's yeah. like I'm there. I'm yeah, there. it's a community of people too who are also yeah. doing it. I, I am there and people are there. And so it's, you know, it, it's it's just amazing you know, I got an email this morning, somebody, um, I should, I don't know. Yeah. I can't, 
She sent me a picture of her calendula oil that she used to make and the calendula oil that she makes now. And the difference was just like, oh yeah, I go, yeah, I can see the difference in that, you know? So it's, I love just seeing everybody's projects and. Yeah. Well, do you remember, I I did a similar photo last year. I found a photo of St. John's wort oil that I made a long, long time ago. And then I put it next to a photo of the St. John's wort oil I've made since taking your course and being refreshed on everything. And it was like the difference in the color, the red color. I was like, that's so embarrassing that I ever posted this photo online and like (laughs) these oils to people, you know? At the yeah, beginning of my of my business, I know. I remember that. That was like, oh yeah, there you go. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, okay, Cami. I I think we're good. I'll of course have a link to to you and to the course below. Um, yeah, it's amazing. Thank you. I love sending people your way, and you know, you've been on the podcast three times previous, and people just love. It. They Aww. love you. They love you. They always ask for more. They thank me for having you on. And so just thank you again so much for taking the time to share everything you've learned with us in this way. Oh, thank you, Amber. And I, I just wanted to say to you too, I'm so grateful for your medicine, for the not just the physical medicine, but the medicine of your words and your voice mm-hmm. that you put out into the world for people. It's it's I get a lot of feedback about you also about how your podcast has just literally changed people's lives. And so the medicine takes many different forms, right? Yeah. And especially just like we've been talking about that this making and, and this self-resilience is, is the antidote to the fear and the chaos. And um, I love that that's your message is to, to empower, get skilled, build your skill. Now really is the time to build your skill, right? And to, and to not have to do it, but like, what is it that you're like, oh, you know, that you really feel with your heart? Like, yeah, you know, so yeah. thank you for all of your, just all your offerings. Yeah. Thank you again. And I just, I want to echo more on that. Like if you're feeling pulled toward herbalism, toward this course, toward homesteading, toward self-sufficiency, community sufficiency, anything, just always follow, always follow what is pulling, what's pulling you and calling to your heart. Okay. If you would like to go deeper with the fabulous Cami McBride and learn directly from her what she taught me, then check out Handcrafted Healing Herbal Oils. Um, it's actually way beyond what she taught me. She's added so much more. She's learned more in the meanwhile, and there's a community of people there to learn along with you. Um, again, if you want to see a behind the scenes look at what you get when you join the course, that video will be up on the Our Herbal Homestead page soon if it's not already up by the time you listen to this. And if you're listening in the first week or so that this episode comes out, she'll have all sorts of um, free stuff that she's giving away. You know how people do that at the beginning of like their launches. So that's there too. But even if you're listening at a way different time, check out the link below in the show notes to to see the course to see what's there watch my video behind the scenes and oh i so hope that you join us that you take this remembering of what our ancestors knew how to do of what really is our birthright that you take it to heart that you learn it that you teach it to others and that as cami keeps saying 
We create this culture of home herbalism that keeps us healthy, keeps us healing, keeps us happy, strong, and resilient for everything that's to come. Thank you for taking these medicine stories in. I hope they inspire you to keep walking the mythic path of your own unfolding self. I love sharing information and will always put any relevant links in the show notes. You can find past episodes, my blog, and our handmade herbal medicines at mythicmedicine.love. We've got reishi, lion's mane, elderberry, mugwort, yarrow, redwood, body oils, an amazing sleep medicine, heart medicine, earth essences, so much more, more than I can list there, mythicmedicine.love. While you're there, check out my quiz, which healing herb is your spirit medicine? It's fun and lighthearted, but the results are really in-depth and designed to bring you into closer alignment with both the medicine that you're in need of and the medicine that you already carry and can bring to others. If you love the show, please consider supporting it at patreon.com slash medicine stories. It is so worth your while. There are dozens and dozens of killer rewards there, and I've been told by many folks that it's the best Patreon out there. We've got ebooks, downloadable PDFs, bonus interviews, guided meditations, giveaways, resource guides, links to online learning and behind the scenes stuff, and just so much more. The best of it is available at the $2 a month level. Thank you. And please subscribe on whichever app you use. Just click that little subscribe button and review on iTunes. It's so helpful. And if you do that, you just may be featured in a listener spotlight in the future. The music that opens the show is by Marie Sue. That's M-A-R-I-E-E-S-I-O-U-X from her beautiful song, Wild Eyes. Thank you, Marie. And thanks to you all. I look forward to next time.